Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxon, episode 64, smashing through them. Hey, this week talking, when can I leave my full-time job to do property development full-time? So this is episode 64. Bob's going to share his opinion at what he's seen work for many people, the people that he's worked with and even himself over the years. And you're going to be enlightened and it might help you with your decision. So let's jump into episode 64, when can I leave my job to do property development full time with Bob and Hillary. Hey, and welcome to episode 64. Welcome, Bob. Ah, thanks. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yes, and just so those that see us on YouTube might notice, we're colour coordinated today. Yeah, pretty much. Mine's a little bit lighter than yours for those that haven't noticed it, but blue's my favourite colour. So they're the same tones. It's the only colour I can see. Yeah, it's colour blind. <laughs> no, it's true. No, yeah, I am. It is colour blind. Yeah. But but I do know blue, and I know red, and I know green. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There you well, go. Yeah, you know, if you didn't know the difference between red and green, you shouldn't be driving, hey? No, that, that is good. Before we kick into the podcast itself and chat about what we're going to chat about, giving away a copy again of Property Millionaires Exposed. And if you would like a copy of this, which the book has 12, no, nine authors have have written their piece on why they think their property strategy is great and their opinion on it. It's a great read. Bob's is, his chapter is on page 121. It begins. That's and he, where you start. That's where he reckons just go straight there. But he talks about why property development is why he believes that is the best way of, of making money through property. And it's his favorite. So if you'd like a copy of this, you can comment on our YouTube channel. I will reach out to you and you'll go in the draw to win one. Or remember to subscribe on YouTube and also follow us on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So if you would like to win this, get on those platforms, leave a favorable comment and you will go into the draw. But this week we are giving the book away to David Cullen. Thanks David for that lovely email you sent me. That was really lovely. And we're glad you're enjoying it. And he especially loved our um when we talked about feasibilities, he said he got oh, a yeah. lot out of it. He said, you, you guys are definitely the best when it comes to property podcasts, so we like to hear that. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't help but agree. Well, he won a book for it, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, Bob, so let's jump into our chat and your opinion and mine, for what it's worth, oh. on when can I leave my job to do property development full time. And before we start, let's yep. talk about why we're doing this this, this week. Why we're doing this particular Yeah, one. why this topic this week. Well, you tell me. That's a, that's a trick question. Sounds like a loaded because, question. I know we, we often get asked that by people. Because I got asked again this Did week. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. and, and, and we talked about it and I said it's probably something that people would be interested in knowing. Mm. So that was the reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a common one. I mean, we get it at, uh, you know, workshops and all over the place, don't we? Hey, while we're on workshops, mm-hmm. November 4, 5, 6 in the Gold Coast. If you would like to come, you need to... Let us know. Numbers will be limited and it will be yep. a workshop of all workshops. Epic proportions Epic, and fun. Yeah, and just different and, enlightenment. and amazing. Yeah. And why not learn from Australia's best and most educated and, and most experienced? Ah, yes. And I'm, I'm, and I'm always there on the social scene as well. Oh, you are. But you, you, you'll, uh, you'll be there, I'm there giving your million dollars worth of uh, experience. Exactly. Anyways. Okay, well, back to this. Yeah, so, I mean, people 
people want a toss in the day job. If we let's call it that, tossing in the day job. Mm. Lots of reasons. Yeah. I mean, some people just unfortunately really don't like their job. Mm. Where they don't like their boss, they don't like the people they work with, mm. they don't earn enough money, whatever it is, they don't like the job, mm. uh, and and they want to get out of that job. They want to get out to something where they're maybe in control, where they can earn more money, where they can feel more satisfied. Uh, you know, all sorts of people take up property development and to change jobs. Uh, FIFO is another one. You know, I, I often meet people who are working fly in, fly out at the mines. And they miss their family. Yeah. And their family misses them. And they, they want to get back. And if you're listening right now and you're on FIFO, we hear you. <laughs> we yeah. know you're missing your family. Yeah, yeah. And lots of reasons. Yeah. I, I, I met uh, a, a lady uh, some years ago, probably five or six years ago now, and she ended up doing a mentoring program. In fact, her husband did too. Their, their reason was that he was a carpet layer. And that's all he ever knew. He'd been laying carpets for years and his, his knees were pretty well wrecked. Mm. And she said he used to just about cry when he went to work in the morning, you know, uh, having to do something he hated and that hurt him. Mm. And the whole point then was to uh, get involved in property development, get him off his knees yeah. and make a lot more money than carpet layers make too, of course. But, but you know, that's a different reason, you know, just the health reason. Yeah, there's a million reasons why people would want to give up their day job. Even since I've been working alongside you in the business, working with you more, I've seen so many people transition over mm. to full-time property development, and it's so it's so cool, and they're so thankful to you, Bob, which is just awesome. Yeah, it's great. It gives you a lot of satisfaction. But, you know, when it, when it comes to taking on property development, I mean, you can be what I call a part-time property developer. Yeah. And that's somebody who would keep their day job and develop on the side. Yeah. And you do meet occasionally people like that. I mean, you had a doctor friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've had a, a couple of medicos, actually. I'm thinking of two at least. That, uh, you know, over my time, they felt like their calling in life was to be a doctor. That's what they wanted to do. But they have a passion for property, as mm. most mm. doctors do. Mm. And so they always wanted to be involved in property on the side. And they do one development at a time. Uh, why? Well, because they love it. They love property. It's a passion. It's not their calling in life. But it is a passion and they make i reckon they make a, a better hourly rate in fact i know for sure they make a better hourly rate out of the property development than yeah. being a doctor but the doctor is their calling and so they're a part-time property developer yeah. but most people want to particularly when they when when you work out how much money you can make from a property development project compared to the hours that you have to put in to make that and compare it to the day job of, as I've always said, the day job sort of starts to not sound so good. Yes, wanes, fades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I can understand a lot of people would want to make that transition, and as I did, you know, many years ago, uh, into a full-time property developer. But then the question is, what's a full-time property developer? Mm. You know, a full-time job, we think of a full-time job, and we're probably thinking about, you know, 38, 40 hours a week, that's a full-time job. Some people are listening as you say that, and they're like, I wish. I wish, yeah, I know. A lot might. of people probably well, work a, a lot more hours than that. They yeah, yeah, these days they tend to. I mean, the, the job owns people these days. Yes. Uh, you know, they might... What uh, can do in a lot of situations. Well, they can do, particularly in management roles. You know, you often find yourself working 50, even sometimes 60 hours a week. And, and you don't always get paid for the 60 hours. Mm. It's sort of expected that you get there early and leave late. Mm. And uh, whereas a full-time property developer, to me, is somebody who who does property development and it's their principal source of income. But to work as a property developer, 40 hours a week, 
you have to be doing either... You're eating a lot of lunches with people. <laughs> you're having a lot of long lunches. A lot of long, long lunches, yeah. yeah. Casual Fridays. Mm. Well, you're either doing a massive project if it's taking you 40 hours a week or you're doing a number of projects. Yeah. And yeah, I suppose doing a number of projects. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have to, to sort of go down well, that. I'm, I'm always thinking I'm, of beginner. But yeah, you're right. Well, think. I know who you're... You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, somebody in our program mm. is a pilot. Yeah. And doing four projects. He is. We need to interview him. I knew another fellow, <laughs> Henry, uh, years ago. He, he had a, a fairly high-level management role in one of the big telcos. Mm. I might as well say the biggest telco. And he, he was doing three projects at the same time as holding down the high-level management job. I do know that when you're doing that, it, that's pretty full-on for them because oh. I when we're talking about the person doing four projects... Hey, we've had a discussion about what he can outsource to make his mm. job easier because you it is that that's pretty full on depending on where the projects are on the timeline. If they're all at a you know early mm. stages there's a lot more happening rather than yeah. that mid-stage slowdown. Yeah, there. you yeah. need to stagger them. But look, let's just scale it back. Yes. And let's just say one project. Okay. Can you do one project, one average sort of project, small subdivision, small townhouse? you know, three or four townhouses, call it what you like. Can you do that while you have a full-time job? And the answer is yes, you can. Some some jobs allow you a little bit more flexibility. Mm. Uh, well, what about Ross? Yes. That's a good story. It is a good so story. So he was w- working at the top of Western Australia up in the mines, did a seven townhouse project on the other side of Australia at, uh, where was that? Uh, Coffs Harbour, wasn't it? Or Byron. Byron. It was at Byron. Yeah, you're right. He's still travelling the world. I wonder if he listens to these. Hey, Ross, if you do. Of course he does. We got an email from him the other day. Just resurfaces every year. Yeah, he pops up. So he travels the world in between projects. Uh, But he did that on his cell phone at lunchtime. Yeah, and a little bit after work because West Australia being a couple hours. Right. Okay, I forgot about that. But yeah, so um, he had to do it early morning and lunchtime. So what was? Well, I suppose like we're answering the question: When can I leave my job? So. Those are people that are doing both. Hmm. And I suppose there's that tipping point of where you know, if you're in that position where you do not want to be working anymore or hmm. you are doing hmm. too many projects and you do need to leave, like what is that point, Bob? What is the really the deciding factor that people need to consider before wow. before jumping? Yeah, so that's timing, isn't it? Yeah, the it's timing. when do you jump. Yeah, when do you and jump. And I've seen people jump at the wrong time. Yeah. So there's a couple of things to consider when you're going to pull out of the day job. Let's let's look at say a smallish project, you know, small subby, two, three, four townhouses, duplex, duplex, whatever. So, when, because a lot of people that are listening to this will be either that will be where they're in their space right now, hmm. or they'll be thinking of getting into that. So yeah. Yeah. So let's say you're doing a project, or you're looking at doing a project. You've got a day job, but you want to quit the day job. You want to quit as soon as possible, but you don't want to blow it and quit too early. When you buy a development site, typically on a smaller project, you're just more often than not just buying an old house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, the house mightn't be too old. You might be able to build in the backyard. You might have to demolish the house, build something small, subdivide whatever you're doing. That's a retail loan. That is just buying an investment property, as far as a financier is concerned, and it won't be anything different until you've got a development permit. Now, the thing about retail loans is. They need servicing unless you got the cash. You sure do. Unless you <laughs> don't have to go to the bank at all and you're that wealthy, you're going to have to front up. And typically, you're going to have to prove serviceability that you can actually afford the interest. Now, th- there are the odd uh, 
no dock loans around mm. where you don't have to prove serviceability and so that is a back door but you'll pay more forward you'll pay higher upfronts higher interest rates and so forth on and you'll have to put more equity in but they do exist but like it'd be silly to quit today where you have to make a finance application very shortly mm. to purchase a site and, and, and now you've got no job no serviceability mm. no one wants to talk to you actually bob just while we're on that say somebody did quit their job or lose their job because this was a co- another conversation I had yesterday and they're going to be getting a new job. How long? Because I, it used to be three months. Has that time changed that the bank wants you to yeah. hold a job for before they recognise it? It's always it changing those sorts it? of things. Well, before they recognise it as yeah, a constant full-time, full-time. A full-time job. Yeah. Before they'll recognise the uh, pay slips. I basically. saw one the other day that required three months. Yeah, but, I, but I also spoke to somebody a couple of weeks ago who required six months. And I thought we knew somebody Different last banks. year who had a nine-monther. Was that a nine-monther? Look, it could have been. And yeah. look, banks themselves change it all the time. Oh, gosh. Uh, and then different the banks have different yeah, rules yeah. and they, they come and okay. go. Okay, just threw that one in. Yeah. I mean, as I said, there's, there are no dock loans out there. Mm-hmm. But you need a, probably about 30% equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pay a higher interest rate. Uh, you know, in the low sixes probably. And... Uh, then you, you'll get by, you know, but, but I always say, you know, the best money is the cheapest money and if you've got serviceability. So, so back to the question, when to quit? Mm. Well, get your finance lined up before you quit. So what about property settlements? Now, let's say you've got a project and you're ready to settle. Mm. That's probably not a bad time to, to, if you like, pull the plug. You know, it could be a duplex, whatever it is. Are you talking about the purchase or are you talking about no, I'm talking the about the other end. Oh, now. right. So you've gone through your project. Yeah, you're at you've the had other your end. full-time job. You've developed there part-time. Yep. So you've done the development. While you had your full-time job, you want to pull the plug on the full-time job and you're about to settle. And so whatever project you're doing, it's probably a six-figure number. You know, even a little two-lot subdivision is going to be in the six figures you profit. If it's a duplex, could be... Well, it could be anything. It could be three, four, five hundred thousand. If it's a four pack, it could be you know four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, depending on where it is. So all of a sudden, you're going to get a lump sum of money. Well, that can help. So maybe that's no, that, the, that can help. That's the time to pull that, the plug. That's a bit of an understatement, Bob. Well, that can help. Yes. Well, well let's say you're making four hundred thousand out of a you know decent duplex or a little three pack, whatever it is. Mm. You know, you could then allocate hundred thousand dollars aside. I'm talking gross figures here. I know you got to pay your tax. But you could pull a hundred thousand aside. You can live on that comfortably for a year, and you've got the other three hundred. You might be able to roll into another project. So there's two angles there, I guess. When you're starting out and you're looking at buying a site, don't don't necessarily cut your throat on quit your job before you got your finance approved. Uh, secondly, great time to leave if you're only doing one project is to leave just before you settle on the funds. So you've got that that nest egg, that pretty solid nest egg behind you while you kick off. Because it always helps if you've got a partner that works. Because we've seen plenty of examples of the partner keeping, you know, where people can li- actually live on one salary. Yes. And so the other half, the developing half, can go and develop. But still, at the end of that project, you wouldn't be doing that at the beginning. No, it's always best to time it no matter what, even yeah. you've got, got the support of a partner. And quite often the, the development partner could be, in as many cases, it, it's male or female. Oh, exactly. I I wouldn't even... Interesting that you say that people listening might think, oh, it's the female or it's the male, and I think they would think it's the male. It's it's so varied, mm. isn't it? It's just Oh, yeah, varied. it goes both ways. I'm thinking of a couple of situations where, where the female half of the partnership earns, earns a very good salary, the mm. male not so much, so the male heads off. Mm. Often it, it's the high salary earner that might stay working for a while. Mm. Or 
it could be in, in some cases that only one of the partners has a real passion for property development and it would be that and should be that person that leaves mm. Yeah, so, you know. And some people even take it down to just a part-time role as well on their transition out. I remember Dan from a mentoring a couple of years ago, yeah. he transitioned down, took his full-time role to a more part-time role. And, um, yeah, he that was just the way that he was able to do it. He had, yeah. It was quite a busy role he did have, but it wasn't – he never worked l- over too many hours over. Hmm. But he did work hard developing at home. Yeah. And then he cut it back to part-time and now he's full-time developing, which is fantastic. Well, it's great if you've got a job that you can do that. I'm thinking of somebody else on the other side of Australia, actually. Uh, She was a paramedic Mm. and she was able to drop her hours down from five-day-a-week to three-day-a-week. What's her first name? I have a feeling she was on a podcast a while ago, Bob, and she mentioned you. Oh, no. oh, oh I, think, and I know who you're talking about. Somebody now. came to us and they said, person. oh, Bob Anderson, we, 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 we heard the, it was a podcast she'd done a couple of years, like she was interviewed a few yeah, years yeah, earlier. It was yeah, so funny. Yeah. And she was so grateful for you changing her life but, and teaching her. Yeah, yeah different person. Yep. Same side of Australia. Oh, okay. The I far side, it. the dark side, Western Australia. Um, yeah, so that, that was great. Like, you know, if you've got a choice of either five days a week or zero, well, if you have to, time it, and you can time it. Mm. But if you can go five to three to zero, then, you know, that's another step on the way. Although some people might say, you're better off just jumping in, you know? But, uh, hey, everybody's different. That's whatever works for you. But, yeah, it's uh, just don't jump too early, really. That's no, what you don't no. want to do because you'll hamstring yourself and then you, mm. then you blow it. Yeah. And the great thing about being a property developer is you don't really need to have a lot, do you? You just really need a... Money? Or <laughs> well, you need, well, you need a, like a phone and a, wow. and a laptop. Look, it's a great business to run from home. Mm. You know, everybody wants oh, businesses you can run from home. I do property development. So what do you need? Like, in, in terms of... You, you don't need, a, you don't need to, to hire a shop or a premise or anything. don't need that. You can work from home. You don't need staff. You don't need stock and infantry and machinery and don't need any of that. All you need is a, uh, I suppose, a, a desk, a laptop and a phone. You don't even need a desk. You can do it at the dining table. A, you need a phone and a laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Set a knees to rest your laptop on and yeah. you're off. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's the hard way. You know what? While we're here, you cannot run a business from your cell phone. You can at a push when you're in trouble. But, oh, oh my goodness, how many times when people try to do that, you actually do need to have a full laptop you need a filing system you need mm. to be able to see feasibilities properly you're talking big bucks here like learn to use a computer we say this so much it's like oh my goodness oh look even if you paid cash for everything that's you know a couple of grand two three grand or something you know for a laptop and a phone so you need yes. set yourself up make millions out of that but i mean there's a lot more to being successful in property development than working from home with a laptop and a phone Bob, that's like everything, though. There, it's, yeah. There's a lot more to being successful in everything, uh, and that's you've got to have what it takes. And I think we did we talk. Oh, I might have talked about in the episode by myself because I, I like to be quite realistic with people mm-hmm. and, and let people know it's not easy. You have to be determined. You have to decide it's something that you want to do, and and you're going to do it and keep doing it when the going gets tough. You don't sort of think, oh no, I can't find or, or I can't do that. The I can'ts and the, the questioning will come in no matter what you choose to do or be. It's really that commitment factor and that belief yeah. that you can. And if you're passionate, then you just do it. See, we're talking about leaving the security of a full-time job, even if you don't like it at all, mm. and taking on the insecurity of, of a business 
you know, it's not a job. You're your own boss. It's a, it's a mm. often a one-person business. And sure enough, you can make a fortune out of that one-person business. But let's not like look at it with too many rose-coloured glasses. No. It's going to take... Well, it's going to take education. I assume you would have educated yourself about property. And if you haven't, property. head on over to propertymastermind.com.au education. Yeah, but you should have done that while you had your day job. Yes. Like you don't quit your day job and think, okay, now I'll do a property development course and become a property developer. Okay. You would have you would have gone through the whole education component yeah, while you had a full-time job. Let's off something here. And maybe one person did and they're successful or you hear about somebody who did. And there are people that... that there are always one-offs, but in general, this is quite good advice. Uh, do the education while you have your job. Yeah, yeah. And and even get your toe in the water while you've got the job. Absolutely. You know, get one going. Uh, and then, as, as we said, time your exit. But, um, you know, as we said, there's a, there's a lot more to it than, profit, than, you know, just having an education and having the basic equipment. Mm. Those things that make people successful, those things that you help students with. Yeah. That's what makes the difference. And now, perhaps for the first time in your life, you're going to get paid what you're worth. Yay, how good is that? That is great. Yes. But if you'll start worrying about getting paid for what you're worth, you probably shouldn't be giving up your day job. No. I mean, you've got to, you've got to go in there with your eyes wide open. Now, you're going to hit speed bumps. You're going to have to detour. Things sometimes might go a little bit quicker than you thought, but more often than not, they'll probably go slower than what you thought. Um, you know, you're going to have to deal with personalities, with people, with a team. You have to deal with councils, and you know, God knows that's an effort. Um, and then the negative sides, but yeah. on, the, on the positive side, and the, the why that you'd want to do this is your why, mm. and people's why for that is that the flexibility that they know they will have. So there might be that that tough time where you're doing both a job and developing, and you find it quite busy or stressful. Or well, you might not. Yeah. Some people don't. Some people just love it and see it as the thing that they do. Um, but what you do need to realise is that the outcome, your why gets ticked off. You will have financial freedom. Yeah. You will have spare time to uh, see your children grow up or play with your grandchildren or spend more time doing yoga and meditating or going fishing, whatever it is that you want to do more of. All of those things sound good to me. They do, don't they? Uh, but people love to... It, it's about... People love to tick off their why and it's about mm. you doing those things for the reason that is important to you and at the end of the day i don't think anyone does it other than to buy back time and have more money hmm. for for whatever reason that is but yeah if you for know a better life back, you know yeah. you could call it a lifestyle but a better life you if you could earn more money way more money than you earn now in your day job but actually work less hours how good would that be and really that's what property development can be what about you, Bob, when you used to go and watch your children at school? Oh, yeah. Because you always had a lot more spare time than the people, well, you know, at, when you went developing on your own for yourself. And you've got that story because Bob's younger son is, uh, there's a big age gap between his children. Mm, and mm. so he used to go and watch his younger son do sports and stuff. And I used to watch the older ones too, even oh, back yeah. in the day, because I've been a property developer way before I ever got married and had kids or anything. But I've had, you know, I had two kids and then I had a 16-year gap and had the other, other one, Lockie, and, and so I sort of like had this dad life spread over a lot of years. And still do. Yeah, still yeah. do, yeah. But, um, yeah, I used to, because it was flexible, because property development sort of gives you that flexibility of, for instance, when you set meetings 
and so if you've got an event coming up like if I knew there was a soccer match coming up on Wednesday afternoon next week and I wanted to go and watch it I just wouldn't book any meetings in that mm. day or that afternoon I'd, I'd rock up and and uh, quite often it was just the mums there you know Bob and the mums Bob and the mums yeah, got, to the know, Bob life. got to know all the mums I thought you know I, I used to rock up because you know half the time I I might not have uh, worked a lot that day. I might have had board shorts and T-shirt. Who knows what I had on? Doesn't really matter. Uh, you don't have to get dressed up for a soccer match. I used to hide my car around the corner, just a bit of a giveaway. But um, yeah, just rock up and watch the soccer. I, th- I think a lot of the mums thought I was probably unemployed because I was often, you know, if there was a, a swimming meet on or yeah. my daughter's t-ball or my son's soccer or an athletic carnival or anything, I'd be there. They probably thought he doesn't work, poor Bob, you know, he must be unemployed or injured or sick or ill or lazy or whatever he is. <laughs> but you know what, right now people are listening to that and there are some people that are on the super parent, I always say the super mother treadmill, where you know they're working and they're parenting and they're dropping off at daycare. No. It's just to get that ahead-ness going on, where, you know, ahead-ness, but become more ahead in life financially, hmm. just to create, you know, an, an easier future. And that's this is what property development can do for yourself yeah it's not i don't I, because as we're talking about this sort of thing i'm thinking that i've always worked for myself my i've held down a couple of jobs i uh, got fired both times so i'm not i'm not a great employee but i'm a very hard worker mm. but i'll work for myself and always have bought up my own children done property at the same time and i I realise that working for yourself, you tend to work very hard. Like, I'm okay to work whatever hours. It doesn't, because what everything I've ever done has always been a passion as well. Mm, so I mm. don't, it doesn't, like, I don't think of it as a job. But when you equate working for yourself in a, in a job or in a, something that's yours versus property development, that's mm. so different. Yeah. The time flexibility, I don't think, it's not like owning your own business. It is way more free time. Mm. Way more. Mm. And I don't think you realise that. Of nearly all aspects of time. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's things you have to do and you've got to do them and get on with it and do them, that's for sure. But mm. like, there's that flexibility, that that variable. Mm. Like, sat, uh, Wednesday afternoon soccer. Well, I could have some meetings in the morning, I could push something till the next day. It's mm. unlikely that, you know, during that three or four hours on Wednesday afternoon, some emergency is going to happen that, that, that's going to drag me away. And if, if there was, well, I've got a mobile phone. A failed soil test or something. <laughs> well, I could wait till the next you day. Just get on. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's like, I suppose we're talking about the benefits of full-time property development. Really, yeah, and I, I just then equated it back because we mm. hadn't talked about that, but I hadn't thought about even coaching when I was just full-time yep. working as a business coach. It was very flexible. There was, but it's a bit more, it's still a lot more, has to be consistent because you're still trading your time yeah. for money, but you're not trading your time for money I, yeah. in a property development. I think the difference is, let's say when you were coaching, it was you coaching. Yes. I mean, you didn't have a team of coaches. No. Under you. you coached. No. Property development, we've got a team. Mm. So while I was at the soccer, what was going on? Well, there's probably a, a builder on a project somewhere organising yeah. concreters and plasters yeah. and God knows what else. Uh, there might be another project at the time where the architect's doing designs and I'll have a look at those tomorrow. So, you know, the team is out there working yeah. uh, in the background because as a developer, yeah. we coordinate people. We and that is our role. Yeah. The, our role is a coordinator. It's not a doer. I don't sit down on a CAD program and design townhouses. I don't get out on site and uh, organise tradies. No. Other people do that as a property developer. I just organise them. And so that's a lot of the flexibility comes from that. Mm. Yep. Great, mm. great, uh, great, great summary there. I think that there were, I hadn't even looked at it like yeah. that until the end of this chat. 
You never know where these podcasts will go. No, just you never a know. Bit of a chitty chat. Well, that's what we do. We're, We're recording chat. this one on a rainy Saturday afternoon. So, oh, well, yeah. no, never mind. We'll go and watch some rugby later. Yeah, rugby's on. Um, well, I think Bob, what would you like to? How, would you like to summarise what we've said today? Yeah, I guess. Or, it's, or do you think we've said it all? Well, we've probably said it all. But I mean, uh, it, it, when you make your transition, mm-hmm. just time it well. Either, you know, just after you got your finance or even better when you're about to settle. So timing's important when you transition. And I think just know what you're going into. You're going into a full-time business uh, where you're going to get paid for what what you're worth. And, and that's fine. Uh, you need to go in there confident and do all the, mm. do everything right. Yeah, I think you need to go into everything confident. It's a confidence need... game, property development. Oh, life's a confidence game. Yeah. Life is a confidence game. Darn right. All right, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thanks, Bob, for joining me again. Always love it. And we will see you next week for episode 65. Bye. Bye now.